I don't know what's going on in Montreal right now, uh, but it seems to be the epicenter of stories that are coming out about, you know, you know, the potential of radicalizing people that live, uh, Canadians. And, uh, you know, last week we learned that a Jewish and Islamic groups were upset about an extremist imam who was invited to give a sermon, which he preached the killing of Jews at a Montreal mosque. And that happened in December and it was shared on social media. There's a police investigation underway. Today we're hearing about employees at a Montreal's uh, Trudeau airport potentially uh, being radicalized. And that's scary. You know, when you talk about an airport, Chris, I mean, this, you know, it's a prime target. It's and a prime target. It's a prime target for an attack. And these people uh, who are in a position of privilege because they've got security clearance are prime targets for people who would be seeking to radicalize. Um, that, that being said, you know, just because you're a target to be radicalized, uh, if if someone came up to me and said, hey, I've got this great uh, way of thinking and belief system and we're trying to build a country out in the Middle East, uh, how about you help me uh, spread my word and propaganda on the Internet? I think I would probably report that person and not join them. Yeah. Well, uh, four employees at Montreal's Trudeau International Airport have had their access level scaled back. For precautionary reasons, as officials looked in at them I- into being potentially radicalized, they say that, you know, they were doing some odd stuff on social media. They visited some pro-ISIL websites. They published pop- propaganda on their social media sites and consulted an abnormal amount of documents explaining, you ready for it? How to make homemade explosives. A couple of these employees are no longer working for the airport. Okay. A few are. But they don't directly, uh, they've been reassigned. They're not really at the runway anymore. They're not really working with planes. I don't care. Why are they working there at all? I mean, to me, alarm bells are more than going off. That's a scary thing. When you are now looking at documents explaining how to make homemade bombs, you've already visited some pro-ISIL websites. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that is a scary situation that we have to be, uh, we have to take seriously. And hey, they they're some of them are still working there. I don't feel that much better about the guys who no longer work there. No, one employee, they say, uh, this is out of the uh, Journal de Montreal who's reporting this. Uh, one employer employee had the access to the airport's runway and airplanes. He made comments about the November 2015 Paris attacks that killed 130 people. I'm guessing the comments were not, oh, that's a shame. You know. Uh, it, it's pretty serious business. So we're going to talk with Mubin Sheikh next. He's an expert on radicalization. And I want to get his thoughts on exactly what's going on in Montreal and why these people are still, at least a couple of them, employed at the Montreal airport. Whenever we hear things like this, we like to turn to our expert on this, Mubin Sheikh, who's a counterterrorism expert, ex-CSIS and RCMP operative, and uh, all-around friend of the show. Thanks for joining us, Mubin. We appreciate it. Most welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so good. Um some visited some of these members uh, or some of these workers, these employees at the uh, Trudeau International Airport visited pro uh, ISIL websites and published pro ISIL sentiments on their social media sites. And then they consulted an abnormal number of documents explaining how to make homemade explosives. I don't know what a normal number would be uh, if you're going to look at those sites. But isn't that enough to act on if you're an employer to get rid of these people? I mean, it seems like cause for concern, no? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, this is when we hear, you know, we, we, we want to err on the side of caution. We want to say, okay, well, maybe they're just, they're curious and they're looking at a particular website or a particular documents just to kind of see what people are writing. I mean, that's an argument to be made. 
The other argument is, of course, well, most people in general don't do that, just even that much, and far fewer would repeatedly return uh, to that web page or website or whatever. So that's, I mean, good reason for concern. Um, you know, is that enough to charge them with an offense? That's questionable. I mean, they're still, uh, you know, C51. It's still passing through the, the you know, the, the channels, uh, the new counterterrorism law giving, you know, CSIS and other agencies a bit more, a bit more power, yeah, to, you know, to determine certain posts as propaganda for terrorism versus just, you know, the free speech extension we give everyone for, you know, looking up whatever they want. You know, you're working at an airport. I, I would imagine you suspend your curiosity where it comes to going to sites on ISIL or going to sites on bomb making because you'd like to keep your job and not look uh, like you might have nefarious uh, uh, intentions. Aren't these exactly the individuals that terrorist elements are looking to radicalize, the ones that have access to opportunity to do serious harm, people working at airports? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, there are... There are a lot of Muslim employees at many airports all around the world, and you know there there really haven't been any cases that that jump out anyway uh, in in Western contexts. I mean, you will find some. You know, there was a let's say an immigration official picked up in uh, Malaysia, or even police officers in Malaysia, in Egypt. You know, there are issues. So there are there are always questions with people who are who have access to obviously sensitive areas. But I want to bring this back to what, you know, what we should be doing about it here because, you know, we would like to think our standards are a bit higher. And maybe maybe somebody is going to question them. I'm pretty sure somebody is going to either question them or continue to monitor uh, the kinds of things that they're uh, that they're looking at. Are you talking about law enforcement when you say question them? Uh, It could be law enforcement. It could be just, uh, you know, just, hey, let's chat Mm. and. Uh, and you can find out then from that chat what what kind of person this is, and then you then cross reference to see well what other material have they been viewing what you know what kind of websites are they password protected or are they in you know under uh, uh fake accounts things like that they, those will become aggravating factors and to see okay, is this just looking up material or is there something more here? How do you guard against these employees becoming you know uh radicalized if they're the most likely targets. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's it's uh, very difficult. I mean, uh, it, you you can never do it by you know uh, physical profiling. I mean, this is something we always think because I know many you know bearded Muslim types who are completely not anywhere close to that, but yet they'll physically look exactly the same as you know an extremist person who. So these what what you'll see in in uh, employee co- or employer context is behaviors. You know, suspicious behavior, everyone knows suspicious behavior. Uh, They see it, it's abnormal for employees that they're always around. And there is a system in place where internally they can always bring forward, um, you know, information or complaints if, if they have it. Reports suggest that a couple of the employees may have been let go and then others may have been reassigned to positions away from the runways and the planes. Isn't it just dangerous to still have them employed in any capacity at the airport? It absolutely is. Uh, I mean, I would certainly be of the mind that, look, if, if you're working in sensitive areas like that, there there should be additional screening on you uh, and scrutiny, and, and you should you should be aware of that. It's like a police officer. I mean, you know, there, there are more uh, demands on them. So, I mean, well, it remains to be seen if, they're, if they continue to be under investigation, 
if they've had a you know a talking to by somebody that's going to be very tightly controlled internally but i'm i'm definitely with you i don't think people who go to these kinds of sites multiple times you 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 need to explain why you've been doing that definitely how much do, does, you know, CSIS and the RCMP focus on uh, your social media profiles, you know, uh, in order to find people that could be potential targets? Yeah, there, there's, I mean, ongoing monitoring of the of social media platforms, various social media platforms. I mean, there are the very public ones, but there are also private ones, you know, using encrypted communications, secret chat rooms. You know, this is the place where the real plotting and planning is, is happening. But when I come back, it's not so much the recruiters targeting these people. I think the bigger concern is the people who are themselves already radicalized. They don't need a recruiter to come and radicalize them. And they might just self-act, right, or like mm. self-starters. They won't, they won't have official links to anybody like the London attacks. I mean, yeah, he was kind of involved peripherally in investigation, but no, quote-unquote, known ISIS or Al-Qaeda links. But you know what? He'll still, you know, it'll still go off and kill a bunch of people in public. So the threat runs both ways from recruiters coming in and from employees who are already radicalized. Mubin Sheikh is our guest right now. He's a counterterrorism expert and an ex-CSIS and RCMP operative. We're talking about these four employees at Montreal's Trudeau International Airport. We're hearing they had their access levels scaled back for precautionary reasons. Some of them um, may have been radicalized. A couple, uh, we think, may have been let go because this is a really, you know, this it isn't an in-depth uh, report that I'm getting here. But last week we learned that Jewish and Islamic groups, they're upset about this extremist imam who gave a sermon in December. Did you hear about this guy? Yep. He yep. was preaching uh, the killing of Jews at a Montreal mosque, and then they shared it on their social media site, which is mind-boggling. There's a police investigation underway, and both members of the Jewish community and the Islamic community in Montreal are really upset that this actually happened, that the invite happened. How important is it for community groups to bring this to the attention of law enforcement so that, you know, their citizens and their members don't become radicalized? Yeah, this is a very important point because, uh, first of all, it's the Muslim community themselves who are like, you know, I mean, nobody, no Muslim community leader or group wants undue attention on their on their community at large and their organization in particular. So they hear this guy talk and like, I mean, and I've been in mosques where the guy has said, you know, similar things. And I see people looking around like, um, he probably shouldn't be saying that like mm. at all. Never mind here. So it's good. It's good that this stuff is out in the open. Uh, it is necessary for communities together to step up and say, you know what, we don't put up with this. If he needs to be charged with hate crime or never be you know, permitted to enter the country again, that's totally what we support. Uh, especially in this in this environment where we're hearing, we hear that people, you know, mosques are radicalizing people. And this is overwhelmingly not true, you know, but you get these one or two cases where somebody will say something like this. And then the rest of the public says, see, now I understand why people are protesting mosques. Is there something we can do to empower the people to report imams that are spreading hatred? Well, I think I think, you know what, the Montreal police, the Quebec police in general, you know, they have their phone numbers uh, for people to call, hate crime units to call. And uh, I, I can tell you that they have a very good relationship in terms of communication going back and forth. Moving, you know, uh, Montreal, we're hearing, you know, these are two stories out of Montreal. Is it, I don't know why it's so attractive, but is this happening here in Toronto as well? We're just not hearing about it? Well, for sure, uh, you're going to have the same dynamic. Uh, you will You will have the same dynamic, whether it's the baggage handlers, 
or the, you know, um, mouthy imams, you know, some individuals. And these are always uh, guests who are invited from, mm. you know, Egypt or some other country. You know, they either they don't understand how we do business here or, you know, they're just too dense to understand that. I mean, this is not our, you know, we, we don't we're not trying to replicate fighting that's happening over there. So uh, this is why the Muslim community itself, you know, basically complained and said, hey, like, how do you just bring this guy in? And maybe this is going to be something for the imams and the Muslim organizations in Canada or provincially, you know, to come up with, like, rules, basically, to say, listen, like, you can't bring these kind of people here. It's just not how we do business here. Well, Mubin, I always appreciate you joining us on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Most welcome. Thank you. Cheers. Mubin Sheikh, uh, counterterrorism expert and ex-thesis and RCMP operative. Uh, great guy and very informative. It's, you know, I'm at a loss. How do people who work in an airport, who visited ISIL uh, websites and have visited numerous times to find out how to make homemade explosives, how are they still employed at the airport, even if they've been reassigned to positions far away from the runway and the airplanes? It doesn't inspire my trust in flying into Montreal, especially.